The views and content expressed on the following program are provided solely for informational and entertainment purposes. They do not constitute legal advice. A podcast is not a substitute for retaining a competent, licensed attorney to advise you on your specific legal situation. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the show. You are listening to the Break the Business Podcast. I'm Ryan Carella, and it is a pleasure to have you here this week. Our guest this week is the Chief Operating Officer of PEX, a platform that monitors social networks to identify music to monitor consumption data, facilitate content takedowns, and to negotiate content licensing deals. This month, PEX has announced its acquisition of Dubset, which will open up Dubset's massive licensed audio catalog to the PEX platform. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.pex.com. Let us welcome Amadea Shoplin on the Break the Business Podcast. Hello, Amadea. Hi, thank you so much for having me. So excited to have you. I've been I've been really intrigued reading about your platform. PEX uh, identifies music that's used on social media and other content platforms to detect unauthorized usage of music. We're all we're all for respecting IP around here, so that's great. And I've been reading about this platform and have just been blown away by how robust it is. Can you give a listeners an idea of how powerful this platform is at detecting music. I was reading that your platform can even detect one-second snippets of audio and even cover songs, right? Yeah, absolutely. So the technology, if you want, it works a little bit like Shazam, um, but for uh, music that's uploaded online. So instead of what you're listening to um, in your living room, it would be what you're um, what you're seeing pop up online. So uh, we can recognize really, yeah, any any form of music down to one second, any genre, um, even if it's a mix or a remix, even if there's like a pitch change or if it's been slowed down or uh, fast forwarded um anything really any any audio content is recognizable and so we work with artists and rights holders in order to find every instance of their music or video as soon as it's been re-uploaded by other people to platforms such as youtube or facebook instagram TikTok. Twitter, whichever one it is. Um, and uh, we've fingerprinted all of the content that's uploaded to all of these platforms. Uh, and so as soon as you plug in your content with us, then we find every single little instance of your music having been utilized in all of these 20 billion videos and songs that are uploaded to all these social platforms online. Well, that's certainly an exciting prospect for artists to protect themselves out there. But let me just ask you a little bit more about this platform because the fact that you guys can detect cover songs specifically, like I'm no tech expert, but that sounds like straight out of Star Trek to me. Can you can you talk a little bit about how a platform can detect a cover version of a you know that does that's not going to be the same as the existing master that that's in your system? Like how does that even work? 
Yeah, so we call that the melody matcher. Um, and so for that, we would detect a melody. Um, and uh, so for for cover, actually, we would need a little bit more than one second, of course, because then that's uh, that's different. So for a recording, we would need as little as one second. For a melody, we would want more like 10 or 15 seconds to be recognizable of the melody in order to match it. Um, but yeah, if you look at any kind of cover of say, let it be. And, um, you know, there is a hip hop version and a, um, you know, I don't know, a soul version, et cetera. We would, we would find all of these. That is absolutely mind blowing. It, well, it sounds like if, if you want to escape Pex's uh, clutches, you need to just sing your cover really off key. So bad singers yeah. might still be protected. <laughs> <laughs> yes, there may be limitations. <laughs> that's that's still really incredible, and 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 this and this kind of software isn't just used to sort of catch people who are using you know who, who are using music unauthorized, but uh, there's also a lot that it provides for artists in the area of analytics. Can you talk a bit about that? Sure. Well, I mean, you know, yes, I, I guess what comes to mind instantly when you think about it is anti-piracy, but really it's just to understand where your content is, right? So when you create a piece of music and you put it out there for the world to listen to, um, then you really don't know where it ends up being re-uploaded, where your fans are engaging with it. Um, are they uploading it to their Instagram videos? Are they creating TikToks about it? Are they, um, you know, are they using it in their wedding videos? Who knows, right? What, mm -hmm. what, how people are engaging with what you created, um, and and we think that this story doesn't end at how many. Spotify listens you have. We think that people can engage with a creation on multiple different levels. And what we try to understand is not how many people have been on your account, uh, but how many people have been exposed to your music or your work. Um, and so because we have all of the data that's aggregated from all of these uh, social platforms, we're able to essentially measure the virality, if you want, of your music or of your videos and um, and really understand how it travels from one to another, um, what snippets of your work was reused, um, are there chains that are created essentially maybe one fan did something in particular with your work that was then um in its turn that went viral um so really there's a lot of things to understand about your your music and your videos and that's that's where we we step in um to kind of uncover what's in this black box of social media well, that's certainly a powerful platform that can give artists a lot of really valuable data, not just in where their music is being used, which is already pretty valuable. But as you noted, there's it can also give you some insight into how your music's being used. And as as content gets more dispersed, as people's music is finding itself on more platforms than ever, and not just on Spotify or or on iTunes, you know, ten years ago, music is finding its way into many different places and a platform like yours that can track that spread and how it's being used sounds really valuable. And so on this show, we often talk about things through the U.S. perspective because, you know, we're based here in the United States and I'm an American lawyer, but I want to get a little Eurocentric here for a second. There's been a lot of talk lately about Article 17 and the responsibilities that it's going to place on content providers and internet companies uh, in terms of regulating content. Uh, 
that's going to be going into effect in Europe, I think, next year. Can you talk a little bit about what this Article 17 means for the work that your company does? Yeah, absolutely. So essentially what it does is it's making platforms um, liable for licensing any copyrighted works that are uploaded to their platform. And if they haven't licensed it, um, they would become responsible for any infringement that happens on their platform. Um, And so really it's creating a much stricter um, copyright framework for platforms to operate in um, than the one that currently exists. And uh, it's also adding requirements for transparency. So as I mentioned right now, when you upload your music, you don't know where it goes. There would be reporting um, uh, demands that are made from platforms to report back to um, creators and rights holders how much their um, their music is um, being viewed and listened to. So all of these things are encompassed in Article 17. And um, what we've built is our what we call our attribution engine, which is a solution that um, is really at the center of um, this three-sided marketplace that uh, represents the platforms, um, the, the creators and the rights holders, and then the users of the platforms that are uploading to um, you know, Instagram and Twitter and TikTok, et cetera. And so where we sit is in the middle where um, creators and artists can register their works with us tell us what rules they want to apply to it. All of this registration is completely free. And so they can say, for example, on YouTube, I want to monetize my content and uh, apply all these rules. And then when we work with the platform, um, they can then uh, apply these rules directly to the platform and report back afterwards and um, and enable the monetization of the music for, for artists out there. And then in turn, users as well can be better informed as to um, what they're allowed to use or not to use. And, um, and, and so as such, they can just make better decisions as to you know, what they, what they put into their, their uploads. No, whatever side of the Atlantic you're on, that certainly sounds like a powerful means that artists can have at their disposal to take some control over their music, even when it gets online. And it seems like you lose all control when you make, when you click that upload button, you can find out more about our guests work and the platform by visiting www.pex.com. I do want to talk to you about uh, the, uh, how your company's been in the news lately. Uh, PEX has recently announced its acquisition of Dubset Media. What does that acquisition mean for PEX and Dubset users? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So essentially what it means is that anyone who was working with Dubset before um, can now work with PEX um, to find all of their content as it's been uploaded online. Um, and and for PEX, really what we're doing is we're leveraging this humongous um, database of rights um, that Dubset has collected over the years. So they um, they have a database of over 50 million works and have worked far and wide with the music industry to, um, at the time, clear uh, mixes and remixes as they were uploaded to streaming platforms. And so what we're doing is essentially we're giving you know, people the power to expand that horizon and not only monetize mixes and remixes, but monetize 
any single use of their content as it's been uploaded to all the social platforms out there. Wow, and that's certainly an exciting prospect. There's a lot of users of the Dubset platform that are in that you know DJ remixing space that could certainly benefit from these powerful attribution, negotiation, takedown tools that PEX provides. It, it's going to be an exciting marriage, and we look forward to seeing how that all sorts out. I think your platform certainly offers some powerful weapons for artists, whether independent or not. And so uh, I'm excited to keep seeing how your your company moves forward. In the meantime, Amadea, before we let you go, one last question. Do you have any last tips to share with the indie artist listeners out there to help them move their careers forward? Well, I think what's important for indie artists right now is actually to be aware of um, Article 17 in Europe, even if they're based in the U.S., because this will open up tremendous amounts of uh, rights for them. Uh, It's not just for European artists. It's not just really going to be effective in Europe. We think that this legislation is going to be GDPR-like, where everyone around the world is going to have to put in place measures that comply with these requirements in Europe. And as such, you should really be registering your content to uh, all these platforms. Most tools out there will make it available for free for you to do and and make sure that you get the revenue that you deserve from all the reuses of your music out there. We all love that. Anything that's got putting more money in artists' pockets and letting them control the stuff they create. You can find out more about our guest's work by visiting www.pex.com. Amadea, thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you all for listening to the Break the Business Podcast.